0: hey jeff it's jason how are you good how you doing i'm doing very well very well um good this is the way it goes there's i don't edit this thing i don't censor this thing um we're listed as explicit so if an f-bomb flies out of, of my mouth or yours we're good there um okay and the most important thing with this whole thing is just to be absolutely authentic um i i didn't start this for any other reason other i i hate listening to um terrestrial radio anymore i'm sick of the commercials and hearing the same damn you know eight songs in hot rotation so i started listening to podcasts and i started looking for motorcycle podcasts and found that there was nothing that was about our industry about the custom motorcycles and i thought shit i know everybody or at least know someone who knows everybody so let's let's start when i used to be i uh i used to have a career in radio and i went to school for it and stuff and i and i didn't what i didn't want to do was I didn't want to do anything that was disingenuous. I didn't want to do anything that was not authentic. I mean, I could have probably spent the last week, you know, researching online and finding everything I could about Speed King USA and about Jeff yeah. Cochran. But I I didn't want to do that. I, I really just wanted to have a normal conversation with somebody and just kind of talk about the things that we're into because we're both into a lot of the same things. So just a just a basic conversation. Um and then, you know, I, I want to use this as an instrument to prop up our industry. Um, our industry isn't getting any smaller. I mean, I think all of the uh, attrition due to the, the, the poor economy is done. So I think that the guys that are here and the gals that are here right now are, are here to stay, and, and I think we're all here for the right reasons.
1: Oh, I think so, too. I think the, actually the, the shitty economy kind of just weeded out some of the weak, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, a lot of them, I'm just glad they're gone. You know what I mean? They were riding off for everybody else anyway, you know?
0: Yeah, I, I was talking with Irish Rich um, in our last episode, and I was talking about how many T-shirt salesmen there were at Bike Week a few years back.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, well, I mean, it used to be you see, back in the day, you know what I mean? You'd sell, like, back when I had Sucker Punch, Gosh, you'd go to an event and you'd sell three or $4,000 in shirts. shirt. So then we went through this economy crash where, you know, I don't even, you know, usually like in, in Daytona, I don't even set up, you know, right. for, by the time you pay the city, the fee to have, you know, your taxes and, I mean, your vendor's license and all that, dude, it's just a scam. You know what I mean? You'd be paying those people to be there, you know? So, but now I, I mean, I, I've noticed just in the past, uh, just the past couple months, man, my, my sales on my website are excellent. Um, I just signed on for, three of the biggest builds I've ever done in my career, you know what I mean, that are really, really top shelf, you know, nice stuff. And I think everybody's you know, come back out of the closet and getting ready to do it again,
0: you know? Well, that's good. Then let's talk, let's start there. Yeah. Is a good place to, 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 launch off from. How do we, how do we not do the exact same thing we did last time and, and make some of the mistakes that we did as an industry, not you necessarily, not me necessarily, but how do we, how do we grow this thing properly and see to it that the right people are in the right places and that, you know, the people that are uh, attending the events are, are getting their due and the people that are spending money to be at the events and setting up are getting their due too.
1: Well, I, I think a lot of it, I think if, if anything, I think this uh, big, you know, economical crash that we had has humbled a lot of people, not only, you know, the bike filter or the, um, I mean, it, it, all the way down to the cat that sells you a refrigerator. You know what I mean? It, right. It's basically it's humbled everybody in America, thinking, "Holy shit!" You know, what I mean, this is this is terrible. You know, what I mean, people are are losing their houses. I mean, we all know directly people that have lost their jobs, their houses, everything they have. That that were people that were they were highballing. You know, four years ago, five years ago, you know, they were on top. Now, you know, they live beyond their means and they've lost it all. But and it, it you know what i mean it, it, i think it humbled everybody in the whole industry i hope and i hope it, it kind of it like i said it got rid of a lot of the weak that were basically you know it was they kind of jumped into it you know to be something that they really weren't you know like you like you said Irish rich. You know and i mean that that's is you know what i mean that is true that is a, an american
0: icon biker he's, scene right there you know yeah. what i mean just, he's going to be in his garage building bikes whether it's yeah. the cool thing to yeah, do or not,
1: people like him and like myself, we're going to do it even if we lose our shops and you know our jobs and everything, and we have to go back to you know working a you know a regular career like you know normal people. We'd still do the same thing. You know, what I mean, we'd still be doing it every night. You know, every every morning thinking about it, every night thinking about it, every night in the garage doing it. I'm not doing it. You know, I, I never did this thinking I'd ever make any money at it. I just it, it turned out that fortunately, I don't know what happened. It just, you know, it, it just seemed like it before I knew it, it, it was at a point where I, I there was I couldn't work no longer, you know, for a regular job and it, it was, you know, demanding all my, you know, all my attention. So right. I've been really lucky. I mean, I've stayed, my business has stayed really solid and, and even, even through the really, really bad times, you know, you know, I've been lucky.
0: You know, Rich said something to me during the podcast with him the other day that made a lot of sense to me. He says, if I would have moved out of my garage in 2005, I would have had to move right back here. I saved myself a lot of aggravation, and and there was a lot of people. um, When I opened my shop in 2003 in Detroit, you pretty much, um, if you were going to be treated uh, by your peer group, the other bike shop owners, with any level of respect at all, you had to have a brick-and-mortar shop. So I started with a brick-and-mortar shop, which whatever, it, you, know, I, you know, you can always armchair quarterback yourself and find a million things you would have done differently. But, and I don't regret doing a brick-and-mortar deal, but um, when you look at a garage builder, I mean, I don't know. I just felt like there's a lot of people that took their first name and put the word chopper or chrome either in front or both <laughs> behind their name and, yeah. and, and made themselves into builders.
1: Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of those guys, and like I said, I'm glad – I'm glad those guys are gone. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm still, you know, in a in a little a little small shop. I I've had both, you know, both sides of the spectrum there. I I started Sucker Punch in about 2000 um, in a one car garage. Dude it had also had a lawnmower in it, and a you know what I mean. It was oh, like, yeah. I literally had no room, and it was just a, a little garage. I had. No money, and I, but I would do, I was always going, you know, I would do one or two bikes a year, and I actually had the way, you know, it, it took office, I was on the cover of the horse with one that I'd built in that little garage, and, and it just seems like six months later, it was just a whole different ball game. Everything happened so fast that I, I had to jump in both feet and make it happen or I was going to let it go by, you know, right. and it did. It worked out, but, you know, it got a little... It got a little complicated, you know, it got to where I really, the whole garage built thing kind of lost its flair because I was spending my time, you know, in an airport or in this town or in that town and with lawyers and contracts and man, it just turned into something that just wasn't that cool to me, you know, I mean, that's, that's why I go to the garage, you know, so I I can get away from, from that kind of, you know, stress and it, it just got too hectic for me. I just wasn't having
0: any fun, you know. Yeah, well, let's talk about that because I mean, you know, for all the credit that that is deserved to Jesse for having, you know, the the forethought to um, you know, to participate in Motorcycle Mania 1 and 2 and that. And I love those DVDs. I, you know, I mean, I get a battery recharge. That was to me there's a level of innocence there um before everybody was doing everything and everybody had their own t-shirt company and and everybody was building um but you kind of made it you know where Jesse maybe lit the fire under everyone's ass to to go out and get a chopper you kind of lit the fire under everyone's ass to go build their own shit and i mean you know i'm not trying to not trying to you know blow smoke up your ass but sucker punch sally was a working man's company from the start
1: it was and and because because i was a a hard working man you know what i mean i i you know i mean i don't know about you but i didn't grow up with any extra money you no. know i mean my life was complicated you know and and most of us were i mean there's very very few silver spoons left in this industry Well, it kind of got rid of those during the recession but right um if none of us had that and and that was my biggest complaint i mean how many years would i have to work to buy one of those motorcycles and if i you know what I mean? Would I save for five yeah. years to buy a bike like that? I, I couldn't have done it in 10. No, so, I
0: I remember standing in a showroom, and there was a, a place in Detroit that had three or four Orange County choppers. This is very early on in my, you know, my getting involved in, in anything. And I remember standing there with a buddy of mine whose dad owned a car dealership, and he's like, man, I'd really like to get one of these. And I thought, shit, you're probably one of the only people I know that wants one that could actually – write a check for it. You know what I mean? It was yeah, just kind of bizarre. Yeah. It was like $38,000 or something. I thought, Christ, I didn't pay that for either one of my first two houses.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, it was so, I mean, yeah, so early on what I did, I tried to place, well, remember when I first started it, I did a complete running turnkey motorcycle was 13999 Right. And then as soon as my insurance caught on that realized that I could, you know, I'd originally signed a contract I was going to do, 20 or 30 motorcycles to my, you know, manufacturing. And then all of a sudden within the first year I had done almost a hundred motorcycles. It happened so fast. As soon as I got caught with that and realized, okay, now my insurance is astronomical. You know, the first, the first 10 bikes of the year are free because there's my insurance to be the manufacturer, my liability and everything. Then I raised the price and I went to 15,999 hoping I could recruit my, you know, my losses with all that. And then it even, then it went to 150 bikes, and it, it was a vicious cycle that I just couldn't get away from. So then I was like, well, I'll do the working man special. You know, a cat that, that that's, you know, maybe he rents a house, maybe he's got a little garage or a little rental unit he lives in, or, you know what I mean, whatever. This cat can probably scrounge up this money, and I'll give him every single piece he can get to get his bike together. All he'll have to do is wire it, but he'll have to build it and do it himself. Right. I even, on those bikes, the working man's, I even did all your, I cut all your spacers for you. You know, I I never, I didn't really advertise that, but the lineup, your lineups were all done. Your rear wheel was lined up. It literally, you didn't have to have a building talent. You know, all you had to have is is a a mechanical ability, and it was going to be a running motorcycle for you at a really, really cheap price. And I sold a lot of those, you know, and and I think I hit a market to where it was the common guy. I wasn't going for, you know, I wouldn't go for the trust fund or the day trader, you know what I mean the the Wall Street dude is not the guy I was looking for and I've done a lot of those you know I've done the the high profile the you know the the you know the musicians the you know what I'm saying I've I've done yeah. that but that's not what I was seeking out because I wasn't familiar with that kind of money you know
0: Yeah that's a very scary thought like when you sit down and you start putting zeros behind numbers and and looking at things and seeing you know, I can't even imagine what the tax bill is on something like that. And I don't want to know. But, you know, I mean, success comes at such a heavy price for so many people um, emotionally, on your family, financially. And you, you know, you start moving up tax brackets and you start getting into areas where there's so much fiduciary bullshit that how could it, how could anybody it, it's do that?
1: disturbing it, and, it, and unfortunately that's america you know what i mean that's the american way you the, the little guy that that does succeed man you just get killed you know what i mean it's just it, i was i was i, I was on an interview with somebody and i was i was I forget what it was it's like i'm a yeah i'm a millionaire you know what i mean the 50 cent millionaire is is I, at the beginning of the month, you know, I mean, I get all this money. I have all these deposits and everything. And then by the 28th of the month, you know, beginning of the month, I got 100 grand in my checking account. By the end of the month, I got like five grand left. You know, I mean, it was that vicious cycle every 30 days.
0: I can't imagine the stress, the acute stress that you undergo when you see that. You know, I mean, and that's the thing that people, everybody wants to be rich. Everybody wants to be famous until they get there. And then you, you hear people who are. One or, or the other, or both, and there's that's a very heavy thing to weigh on yourself, and you know, it, it, and you're right, and it is part of being in in America, our country, um, and we talk on about this on the podcast a lot because I've had Kevin on here, I've had Rich on here, and I've had Eric Gorgeous on here, and dude, you can't. It's our government is not set up for us to be successful. It's really not.
1: We cannot win. There's there's no winning the game. I, I tried every angle of it. And I was, I was relatively successful at the, you know, I was, I was greatly successful at, I was really lucky to have what I had, but I realized, you know, that, you know, it, it just turned into, I mean, almost one third of everything I was getting was going somewhere else, you know? And, and I was, I was really generous with, with it. And it, you know, it, it turned out really good. I got to help a lot of people, uh, got to help a lot of animals. Um, my wife is hugely into animal rescue and, we, I mean, we got to do a lot of, a lot of good things with the money that we have or we, you know, we had and we have now. And we still do a lot of good things. A lot of stuff goes, you know, we give away pretty much half of everything we make. Well, you know I think I mean?
0: it, it, that comes back to, it, you, right? I mean, it's a karma circle that you get in and, and lots of good things come your way because of that. And I appreciate the fact that you do that and that you're candid with that.
1: Yeah. I was, I was, you know, you, you, in that position there's, there's, there's no better feeling than, than doing it. You know what I mean? We, we do it a lot and it, 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 and sometimes when it hurts, you know what I mean? Sometimes it things like, well, what's going to happen next? You know, how we, you know, what, what are we going to do? And then it seems to always work out. You know what I mean? We have a lot right. of faith it just works for us. You know, everything just seems to always work out. You
0: know, Well, you strike me as a guy that appreciates a good pair of work boots, appreciates a good pair of Levi's jeans and you're, you know, where you splurge on yourself, it's probably a, a, a big screen TV or something. You don't strike me as somebody with a lot of bling. And, you know, I, I've, no. you know, I've, and I've, no. I've known you off and on for, for seven years. I've, you know, we've talked and stuff. I, I know that we're not, you know, we're not friends or anything, but um, I, I kind of can, can read people when I see him. I mean, what, your your what are your hobbies now
1: uh well i mean i i've always loved photography i do a lot of that you know and that's kind of a vice that i i could probably do a lot more of that and make you know pretty good money at doing that but it's so fun uh and exciting for me that i don't want it to turn into like you know uh like a job where you know and i get a lot of i get a lot of requests for that i do shoot for a lot of magazines still but I don't want to turn that into a job. That's my little sanctuary I go to and, you know, editing. And and I don't want to turn that into a job if I don't have to. I also do a lot of, uh, I'm into, you know, pistol smithing. I do a lot of pistols. I I like guns. Um, I don't have, you know, I don't have a lot of vices. I'm not a big partier. I don't, you know, I don't spend a lot of money uh, drinking or anything. And I do like, you know, I, I love, I always, people always give me a hard time when I'm out of town or at events because. I want to know you know where's the really, really nice restaurant I want to go and eat a really really good meal, and if it's you know an expensive meal, I want something you know that's worth paying for right. that's like my bikes you know they they think it's crazy that I'll spend that money you know for a meal, but I didn't spend you know a hundred dollars drinking last night either, so you know what I mean I can
0: yeah I'll you put balance my money things in out. Food, you know so uh How- let's talk about like a bike that you would build for yourself i mean i'm gonna i want go back a couple years um I want go to oh uh, six, so about six years, seven years. B- Daytona Bike Week. I'm at um, Willie's Tropical Tattoo, and you've got a bike there. It's a Shovelhead. It's got an Akron, or no, it's an Excel rear wheel on it. Real wide aluminum wheel on it. H bomb tank. That
1: that bike was killer wasn't it. I, uh, and I, I'll tell you a funny story. That that bike was actually in our. Uh, it was in our semi uh, going to a show. I think going. It's going cool to the left coast. It was in Aberdeen, Texas is where it was, but okay. the, the truck caught a crosswind, flipped over the truck, and spilled the bikes and my, my 29 Ford and all that out on the ground and smashed everything. up. You know, that bike has pretty much got destroyed in that in that accident. They tried to, out there, out, out, out west, to the sacrifice, they tried to rehab it back, but it will never be that again. But it's a, funny that you bring that up because I, I just signed on to a build Monday, and I'm using that wheel on the build, that guy seen that bike and really dug that wheel. And I haven't, I haven't used that wheel in, like you said, six, eight, you know, six, eight years. They are very, very expensive. Yeah, for a guy that's
0: known for building inexpensive bikes and for a guy that, that, I think some people, um... Made the mistake of looking at your bikes and thinking, "Oh, dude, I could totally do that." And 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 you you bugs bunnyed into thinking that they did because you sold them, like you said, you'd done you'd done the lineup, you had done the spra, you know, all the the drivetrain, and you'd done all the the wheel spacers. So I think you you bugs bunny people into thinking that they were builders. Um, but when you build something for yourself, um, if you dissect what you ta- what you've done and really get down and look at it, you've got some pretty some pretty different stuff on your bikes that are actually very high level, and, and I like that because it doesn't necessarily come across the first time you see the bike. But if you spend enough time staring at it, you're going to see that.
1: Yeah, you know, most of my stuff is really it does. At first glance, you won't really you know pay attention. I mean, I do so many because I overthink things. I'm so anal. You know, there's little things that just I see weakness, or uh, what I'll do is I'll shoot a picture of the bike while I'm building it. I'll study a picture, and there, there, you know, there's, there's weak spots sometimes, or sometimes, you know, it's 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 where it's want to be, but they just it just needs something else, and it might be just something tiny. Just I mean, I, I did I do a lot of um, a lot of times I'll use if I use all stainless hardware on a bike, if I use like a hex head hardware, I will machine and bullseye the head on every stainless boat on the bike. I mean and you know you know, you know you work in the shop, you know yeah. what that consists of. You know, what I mean it's just something freaky like that makes it mine and you know what I mean it, it's something I didn't really have the time to do it. I wasn't getting paid to do it. It was just it was mine and I want it different and unique and, and the detail is you know what makes it happen for me.
0: Right. And you've gotten some pretty big accolades. I you know and I'm, I'm sure you know or, and you probably already know this, but um, you went to Sturgis in 2007 and you did some photography out there and actually you shot uh, some, some pictures of Jesse. And, um, when that, when that was done, um, I used to be a member of Jesse's chopper dogs board and he come back and went on that board, which was a private board. There was a bunch of us that paid to be on there. And long story short, there was a couple hundred of us that, that still keep in touch, but he was speaking very highly of, of what you had done and, and the bikes that you had built. So, when someone like that gives you an accolade, um, you know, I, at least I, I put a lot of stock in it.
1: I I didn't even know that dude. I'm, I'm, I'm flattered. You know what I mean? I honestly, I didn't even, I had never heard that. Um, but that's cool. That's really cool. You know, it's, I, I remember that I, I, he came over, um, he came over and said, um, here, let me shoot a picture of, you know, by your, your, your bike or your truck or whatever it was there. And then I, you know, I was like, well, yeah, well, let me you know, let me shoot some pictures. You too, you know. I went back over and got some really cool stuff with him. Jesse, I mean, I think Jesse's a really neat person. I don't know him really well, but I've been around him a bunch of times, and you know, he's we're on a you know a speaking level, as you know, but not you know great friends by all means. But I think I think he's kind of he, he is what you, you know what you see is what you get too. I think a lot of times people think you know he's he's one thing, but he's really not. He's, he's a pretty solid pretty solid just really you know hard-working dude you know what I mean if, right. he, if he sees weakness in you you know what I mean if he sees fake or weak man he's going to call you out which I dig you know that really I'm, I'm you know what I mean i'm that's that's good and I think probably with me you can tell that it's you know i'm not I'm not trying to be somebody else i'm you know I, I'm not that impressive I'm just you know I am what I am
0: that's that's a very good point. I mean, I'm I, the same way with Jesse. I, I know him a bit. I've talked to him on the phone a couple of times, and we've spent some time together at his NLP parties and that. But yeah, he, you know, to hear him compliment any any other builder is, is really really, yeah, I thought it was something. So I, oh, that's, that's cool. Kinda cool that oh, I'm, I'm glad that.
1: you said that. That made my night. You know?
0: uh, that's cool. Yeah, and you know, yeah. he's a solid guy, and he's still doing some very cool stuff, some very unique stuff, and. I think that uh, I I think there's that just shows how much room there is for growth in this industry. That there's still every you know everything hasn't been invented yet. Everything hasn't been perfected yet. Every process hasn't been discovered. And uh, you know I I I dig it when I see people come out with new shit. And one of the things you know I'm looking at I before we uh, before I got on here with you I, I went and grabbed a, a bunch of old horse magazines and I'm looking at an old uh, sucker punch Sally ad from from 2004, and I don't want to spend, you know, I I don't want to talk, you know, only about that kind of stuff, but, or this is from 2005, but that company grew exponentially, Um, almost, it seemed like it was one of those stories where you hear it, you know, you're an overnight success and it only took you five or six years, but, and a lot of people don't realize that, when, when did you, um, when did you actually, you know, let go of of some of the reins of that?
1: Well, uh, pretty much. Um, about I think it's been about six years ago now, probably five or six years ago um, is when I when I uh, detached myself from it. Um, it was like I said, it was one of those things that you know when I started it, uh, it was just me. I had no you know I had a I had an idea. I was I just thought that you know I, I looked and you know like back then you wasn't scouring the internet, but I was looking at all the the books and I'm thinking you know. I don't see a bike that I would really buy, you know, or purchase, you right. know, from someone. And I had done always, you know, rode or done the same thing. My father had, you know, shovel heads, pan my uncles, you know, my my grandfather and his, my great uncle, they all had flatheads and Indians. I mean, I was just always around the old timer guys. It really didn't put a lot of faith in the in the, you know, so called, you know, the the chopper thing. You right. know, the, the big the big chopper thing. So it was kind of something that I was kind of, you know, I, I, I just didn't care for it. There was there's a lot of talent. I mean, some of those cats, dude, I mean, they just, some of those bikes are just the, the amount of time. I can't even imagine the amount of time and money that would go into a build like that. Or what, how much, what kind of checking account do you have to have to, to build a home build like that? I mean, it would just be unfathomable to a person right. like you or I. But so I always just, I was always Hacking and using what I could to make something out of something else, and you know, just whatever I could because I didn't have the money to do you know what I couldn't just get up, pick up a book and order the part. So it kind of made it good because I still hate picking up the book and ordering a part. You know, what I mean, I, I'd, I'd rather if I've got some stainless, if I've got you know some brass or some aluminum, I'd much rather you know spend three hours making the part that cost me you know fifty bucks. You know, what I'm saying it just it's the way I'm wired. You know, it's it's. It's not that I'm cheap or stingy. It's just I get a lot more gratification out of it if I've done it myself.
0: I'm a little bit of both. I'm a little bit. I'm a little cheap, <laughs> and I I still enjoy when I make my own shit. I mean, you know, you don't have. I I just got my lathe running. I got a 50, 1950s era Sheldon lathe, and it's like you know, it's 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 not true. It's not. But you know, you, you learn that tool, and there's something to that. You know, there's something when you can, when you can spin those oh, dials and, and make something out of that. I was watching, I've got a mechanic that works for me named Don and uh, he works down at my shop down here. And I got my lathe working and finally, you know, got the three phase and all that stuff. And I'm making a part and he's just like, it was like he was watching, you know, a child being born or something at the zoo. It was bizarre. Yeah.
1: Dude, it is. I, 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 cannot, I could not live without a lathe. I mean, my, my father was a, um, ran a lathe, you know, for He's retired, but he ran a lathe for fifty years. You know, and I, when I was a little kid, there was there was always a lathe. You know what I mean? As a as a ten eleven year old kid, I was always I was making. I would take a piece of stainless and make a a ring, or you know what I mean? I was always turning something crazy on the lathe. Did you when Did you a ride kid, a BMX bike? Was, I'm am sorry. Go did, ahead.
0: Did you ride BMX?
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, red line is what I was what I rode back in the day. Right Had on. a little red line. MX2. With, with a set of 401 but,
0: flight cranks or something? Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I just had to. Yeah, I'm old BMX guy, so. It brings back memories, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, that's, now, now, our. Uh, our, our our insurance is not good enough to do that anymore. No, dude. I, <laughs> when
0: I was back up at JR PsychoWorks years ago, uh, my business partner, Evan, he, bought, he brought his mongoose in from home. And I'm like, I can still surf. And I was surfing and I was doing rolling tail whips in front of the, the shop and the bike just went off from under me. And my wrist is still fucked up from that. It still yeah, cracks funny, yep, you know. I know. So that was my last really. hurrah. <laughs> yeah, we're not.
1: We're, we're definitely are we're not insured well enough. I just actually, I, in September, dude, I, I, I had three, I broke fractured three bones in my neck and had to go through a crazy surgery and they put a steel plate in my neck and um all kinds of crazy shit I that mean, doesn't I can't sound good at all and it turned into a nightmare dude i was down for i was down almost three months and um but yeah that was in september but it, it was injuries that i had done earlier and then i took a fall or i took two falls within a two-day period of time and uh in early september and then the next thing you know i I'm in the hospital, and my my I had bones pinching my spinal cord, and it was crazy. That's crazy. Not good. So I I know I don't want to do BMX or skateboards anymore. I can't do that anymore. I'm too old. Are you all better? Yeah, yeah. The surgery actually went. I have been living with some pain. I think um, I've been living with a lot of pain for almost a decade of, of bad shoulder pain, which I just uh, you know I just thought you know I, well, I work you know I work seven days a week and I work hard and I, I exercise a lot. I work out. And I'm thinking, well, it's just you know, it's normal, man. I, I've heard forever, but it it kept getting, it got worse, it got worse, and then, like I said, I took a I took a fall at the farm. My wife has um, animals at the farm, and I took a fall up there, and uh, next thing I know, man, it's just it was just excruciating pain that I couldn't shake, and what it had done is one of the broken, I had three broken vertebrae, and what it had done is it sheared off one of the bones and went it was pinching my spinal cord, so. I went in for an X-ray and um, and they they did an MRI and then they called me that night at home and said they needed to see me first thing in the morning and I knew that was bad news and then they it they scheduled a emergency surgery and that was because they basically he said if it, if I'd have taken a small blow to the head I would have been paralyzed with it, it what did you say so hey
0: asshole oh, he, how about he, just telling yeah, me at like, midnight you know, I would have drove in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah he was like be careful on your way home you know literally a, a small car accident or a bump to your head you know you're literally he showed me the mri you know your spine it's is, your spinal cord is smashed badly now and it could shear into it and you know cut it so uh you know we got to do emergency surgery day after tomorrow so oh it, was, it was crazy dude i mean it, i didn't even get a chance you know i'm a i'm a one-man show and i'm the only guy at the shop so i don't work i don't make money you know what i mean the next thing you know on a on a, a friday afternoon somebody tells you okay here you know three months you're you're done you know and, and then it was just chaos it just really freaked me out you know it made me rethink a lot of things in life you know
0: yeah absolutely i mean i you know um you have those little bouts of uh, mortality and i think they they kind of make you humble even someone who's not a humble person i mean not that you aren't but if, even if you're not a humble person that'll definitely that definitely gets you back on to you know back on the level playing field with other other uh, mortals.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, you you feel invincible, you know what I mean when you're you know when you're doing that. But it's like, and yeah, I realize now that and I I, I played by the rules. I did what they said, you know. But the second he told me, you know, I was back in the shop, dude. It's I haven't stopped since, and it's just been full bore. I go in like this morning, you know. What I mean, I've been. My wife gets up early, so sometimes I'll go in the shop at, at four o'clock in the morning and then work till six o'clock that night. And it's, man, it just feels so rewarding to kind of get, you know, I, I'm catching back up, you know, and I just sure. signed on for some builds for some, you know, for, I've got three nice builds, just finished the build. So it really feels good to be back, you know, back in track. Cause I thought there, there were several times laying there, I thought, man, I don't know if I'll, I'll ever get it back, you know, you start second-guessing everything you're doing, you know. How but, many
0: how many times were you laying there by yourself in the hospital, wiggling your toes and wiggling your fingers?
1: Dude, it, 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 it was so, the whole experience, like I said, it, it happened so fast, I didn't even get a chance to really understand what was happening, you know what I mean? Right. I, I, I was so, I, I, okay, you got, somebody just tell you today, okay, you got 28 hours, and you're going to disappear off the face of the earth for three months to take care of your business. You know, what I mean, you got 28 right. hours. So it was like, it was just chaos, and it, it was literally just—I don't remember even hardly the whole process. You know, it was just all of a sudden it, it happened, it was done. I'm in the hospital, and it was just chaos. It was just so uncomfortable, and you know, you're so out of control. It was terrible. I hope you know I don't wish that on anybody. I hope I never have to go through anything like that again.
0: No, I'm. We're glad you're good. Um,
1: yeah, I, I feel great now. I'm stronger than ever I've ever been. Actually, I've been living with pain for so long that I I really didn't realize I mean how good I, I I used to feel. And I feel so good right now. You know, I feel I feel strong. I feel really really good.
0: Well, that's good. And you know, I mean, you said you work out a lot, and that's that's probably what saved you from not having very serious things when you did fall. That you know, I mean, yeah, that you're in good shape.
1: Yep. Yeah. You said that for an old man, an old guy. (laughs) You're not that old.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're not 50 yet, are you?
1: No, hell no, not yet. I feel like I'm about 70 when I wake up in the morning, but I I gain years as the day goes on. I I
0: think it was Dean Martin that said that he feels sorry for people that don't drink, because when they wake up in the morning, that's the best they're going to feel all day long.
1: (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah, that's about true, really. Right, That's it.
0: You mentioned that uh, your dad and your granddad and your your family members had motorcycles, so you obviously grew up uh, like me. You grew up around them and 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 that. Um, you also you grew up in the Midwest, right?
1: Yes, yes. so? A little town called uh, uh, Wilmington, Wilmington, Blanchester, Wilmington, Ohio. It's kind of a kind of north of Cincinnati is where it's at. Okay, Out cool. In the country.
0: All right, I you know I uh, I used to spend a lot of time in Cincinnati because I worked for a company called Super Shops and we had a store over in Sharonville. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I used to work. I used to do some work there. I was a, like a floating area manager. But explain, explain to people that maybe don't understand because because I kind of do. Um, we have a very different motorcycle scene in the Midwest than they do on either the East Coast or the West Coast. Ta- tell us a little bit about the the motorcycle scene growing up.
1: Well, actually, I, I mean it's unreal how many. Um, how many motorcyclists there actually are here, and, you know, in the Midwest or in this part of the country. I remember having all the guys from um, out west that were all here uh, at my shop when I was I was training them for the sucker punch. You know, the whole crew would yeah. come here for training. And a nice warm day, you know, there'd be two or 300 bikes rolled by the shop, you know what I mean? And it's just like, God, these people couldn't believe, they couldn't believe the the, all the bikes and the murder rates. You know what I mean? The murder rates in Cincinnati. You know what it is. You <laughs> yeah. know what the news is. They could. They couldn't believe the news in the morning. Like God, there's like five people got shot here last night. It's like that's pretty much normal. You know, it's not. You know, but they from being on from being like the Phoenix area, the Scotts area, they didn't realize how many motorcycles there were and how many shootings there were. Yeah,
2: but there it, was a
1: lot. I Man, it's a good scene here. I mean, you get a lot of solid people here that that are just basically enjoy. To ride a motorcycle. You know, they're not doing it for a status symbol and they a lot of them don't really care, you know, if it's a, a Honda Rebel. You know, if they're in the wind and they're spending the Sunday afternoon on a sunny day, it really doesn't make any difference. It's not a it's not a status thing, and like it is some places I've been in the U.S.
0: Yeah, and there's a lot of uh, another thing that people don't understand <clears throat> is there are a lot of clubs in the Midwest, and there are a lot. There's a lot of clubs, even yes, the clubs is. that have even the clubs that have affiliations in other parts of the country, they operate very differently in the Midwest than they do on the on either one of the coasts. And you know, Detroit has a, a, an extremely unique scene. We had probably 35 clubs that are all 28 of them I can name um were have been around for 50 years so I mean yeah. you know and Cincinnati has I know Cincinnati has quite a few clubs um I knew some of the guys um a friend of mine that I worked with at super shops his dad uh was in a club there and stuff I mean you know bikers uh are, are very well ingrained in the midwest and and it so I it, it's always funny to have a conversation with somebody who's from either the east coast or the west coast and they you know, they think they invented cool in California, and, and they invented a lot of cool stuff in California. But by and large, the stuff that they made cool was usually in, made by someone in the Midwest first.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's the Midwest is good, man. I, I, I love you know the left coast, but the, the you know the the people here that, and I've lived in both. I've, i My wife lived in in Los Angeles when we met, and I used to. Spent a lot of time in Ventura when I was a kid. My wife lived, or not my wife, but my aunt lived on Poli Street in Ventura, and I would mm. spend you know summers there with her and stuff. And I got I got it kind of the mix of everything, but but there's there's I've got some really good solid friends here in the Midwest that would literally, I could you know you call them at four in the morning and I'm in a bad situation and you know in Michigan and. Dude, they'd be there, you know what I mean? They'd be there at 80, 90 mile an hour to help me out in a second. And that it's you know, it's hard to find people like that sometimes, you know. A lot of people are, are pretty much just face value, you know. Right. But there are some really good people, you know, both left coast, mid coast, you know what I mean? There's just some really good people out there. You just got to seek them out and find them.
0: What are um you know one of the things that I want to do is you know I always want to try to be as positive as you can because there's so much good stuff going on in the industry always and you, you sometimes you have to look forward a little harder than other times but um we've seen some magazines that have that have gotten smaller and, and less thick and we've seen some of the magazines that were smaller back in the past uh kind of get a lot thicker these days um what what builders are can you name that I mean you really you just you just dig their shit, you know. And if you weren't in, if you weren't building them yourself, but you still loved bikes, you'd like to own a bike from from this guy or that guy or gal or whatever.
1: Well, that's a tough call, man. Um, I don't know. There's there's so many that there's so many that are really just does. I mean, just neat neat things like Chris from. Um, from LA out there, that, that have you seen the new Ironworks? That's got his that little bike on there. He just did with the sidecar on it. Not yet. Have you seen that one yet? Oh man, it's devastating. He does some really really neat stuff. Um, I had the opportunity to hang out with um, Treveline and uh, when I was out um, in California, and did a, uh, did some you know went to his house and stuff and hung out with him. He does some really neat stuff, really low key, really traditional, but just really classy, tasteful stuff. I'd like to have one of his bikes. I'd like to have one of Chris's bikes. Um but there's some there's, I mean, look at look at the people, you know, up like just the raw talent, people like Fab Kevin and like Eric, like you spoke of before, those cats have just enormous amounts of talent. You know what I mean? They're just and they're and and something about being from up there, I mean, I know you just you used to live there, but uh you're you're down in Florida now, right?
0: Yeah, I've been down here two and a but, half years.
1: But those guys are solid guys, man. There's something about that area up there, just really good, honest, straightforward people that will, you know, that, that are just just—they're just good people, you know. They, and they all do really, really neat stuff. They have a the talent that, you know, a lot of them, you know, they have talents that, and they're, you know, enormously, you know, talented people and humble people that just, there's a lot of things they do that I'd like to have, you know.
0: Well, yeah, you know, um, that brings up a good point because Eric, Eric is one, you know, very, very close friend of mine, as is Kevin, and uh, I have actually, I worked with Eric back in '06 for a while, and I took his uh, sheet metal class in that. And Eric is, <clears throat> he's not underrated because anybody that knows who he is knows how talented he is, but he definitely is under the radar in and, and a lot of ways. And, man, if you, I don't know if you've ever had a chance to watch him work a piece of metal, but the guy is absolutely, I mean, an artist to the core, you know? Yeah,
1: no, I haven't. I, I've never had that opportunity, but... I knew, I knew the first time I met Eric that I liked him because, you know, you get that feeling. I mean, you you get it either good or bad. Usually. I mean, I'm a pretty good judge of character and, and, and I don't even remember the first time I ever met him, but we always, you know, we always, uh, I always seek him out, you know, and make sure if I know he's in an event, I'll make sure I go up and, you know, say hi to him and stuff just because, yeah, there's, there's a huge amount of talent there that I know that and a lot of it. He's not even close to even tapping into it yet. There, there's so much more left in there that, you know, It's there's some mind-blowing stuff that he does already, but I know gosh, he's got a ton of it left.
0: Yeah, know? he's got a lot in the tank. What is, what is um, if I had to describe, um, just from what I know, and I know very little, I mean, like I said, I've, I've crawled around your bikes when I've gotten an opportunity at an event or something without looking, you know, too creepy. But, you know, your talent seems to be a very, very uh, precise um, assembly and choice of products to use together, and parts that you build yourself. Obviously, there's a lot of stuff that goes on. But what is what is the one thing that you want someone to go? Oh yeah, Jeff Cochran, that dude can do. What What would you want well, to follow that?
1: Well, I do a lot of um, I do a lot of little things. I I do a lot with stainless, and I really like working with stainless because it's such a bitch to work with. You know, it's it's such a bitch to machine. You have to earn it. Uh, it, it's, it's a real, you know, it's, it's a bitch to polish. Um, it's a bitch to wet sand. So if you can, if you can, you know, like all my big rig shifters and all my struts and my mid controls, all that stuff, you know, you, you're, you're heating it with the torch, you're making it and then not only making it, but then finishing it and making it look like what people, most people think is a piece of chrome, but it's a piece of stainless. The reason I like it is because you have to earn it. You know what I mean? It's not something that you just, you know, it just doesn't happen. It's such an event to make an item out of stainless steel and make it look good. I, I, I like I like doing a lot of stainless. A lot of my little stuff that I do, I used to be a, um, I was a diamond setter and a jewelry designer for years and years. I did um, jewelry design. So a lot of my little stuff I do is probably from that background too because I had real little, you know, the setting of diamonds, you know, it's a small little paying but it had to be you know it had to be perfect. She had to be happy.
2: Right. Um I love her. I do the bike
1: the same way. Assembly for me is freaky on a bike. I like to you know, it's like putting I've also I went to um, horticulture where I I got I went to Cartier school where I got to build an actual watch movement and make it run. You know, mechanical watch movement. So me putting a bike together is like building a watch. You know I mean if you've ever if you ever get the opportunity to watch a master watchmaker actually Build a watch; it's an amazing, amazing thing. So, I kind of go about it the same way. You know, I mean, I'm 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 not in a hurry, but I'm calculated and and efficient and, and make it happen pretty quick. I can do it pretty fast. You know, it's already in my head. I'm kind of just following instructions at that point.
0: That's cool. That's a very good analogy. One of my uh, very good friend of mine, and I'm actually building a bike for him right now. He lives in England; that's where he's from, and uh, he's a jeweler and a watchmaker. And, uh, he's made me some really nice jewelry and, and made my wife a beautiful setting and stuff. And I've never, I've never, you know, equated it to that, but you know, he, he's having me build a bike over here for him and I, he sends me pictures of bikes he's building in, in England and I'm like, <laughs> why, why is this at my shop, dude? <laughs> you know, I've always yeah, loved, yeah. I love a guy who isn't afraid to cut a frame and, you know, and. Bend it and make it look right, and actually successfully, you know, slug the frame properly and put it in a jig. And I, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate someone who's got enough balls to, to do that because that it, it takes it takes some. If you're going to do a good job and you're going to put yourself out there for public consumption, sometimes you get chewed up, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because man, you know, if you if they catch you once, you know what I mean. It's it's over. And fortunately, you know, I've i I've, I've been really lucky. You know, I mean, I've been lucky that I've got really good feedback, and so I like the thing you said with Jesse that, you know, gave credit. I think I've, I've, that that's really helped me a lot. I mean, people that do know, like you guys in the industry, they look at it and realize, man, if, even, like I said before, the ones, maybe we don't like the bike, but you could still look at it and say, man, this cat's got some talent, you know what I mean? Even if it's like Doug Lee's bike, you know, and you wouldn't ride it, you know, but the cat that built it, he earned it, and it's just you know, it, it's his thing. It's not our thing. And if we were all the same, it would suck anyway.
0: Yeah, you know I don't. I, mean? I don't have to like your bike. I can still exactly. respect what you do. I can still respect how you put something together. And I can also kind of like your bike and and see, you know, the on the flip side of that, I can see, you know, when I'm <clears throat> when I'm looking at a bike, I'm looking at a couple of things. Number one, I'm looking at what kind of parts did they did they pick for it. I'm looking at what did they do themselves. And when did they stop? I mean, what I mean by that is, <clears throat> have you ever seen? Have you ever been to someone's house? They've got a thirty-five hundred square foot house, and they've got uh, you know two-dollar tile, and um, you know, yeah. you know, yeah. twenty-dollar toilets. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, oh, where yeah, you get
1: to the final point, and you 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 cheap out on the doors. Yeah, you know what well, I mean? yeah. Like, what was yeah, the they,
0: what was important?
1: Yep, they do. I've seen that too. And, and I think that's a neat point that you've because I've looked at a bike where it's almost like either the, the, the money ran out or either the talent or the money ran out. Something ran out. You know, it, it had a great, it was going a great route, but then something happened terribly wrong. You know, I've seen that. And it might have just been finances. You know what I mean? We've all done that where you, you know, you get to the point where like, I can't afford this. You know what I mean? We've all done that, but Sometimes you know I think it I think it you go to a certain extent and you know it just I think people just playing out and can't go any farther sometimes
0: with it what's uh you know and, and, and I'm only asking this question because you build when I see you build a, a bike for yourself, um, a lot of times you try to put a shovel head in it, I notice, but I've seen you build bikes with evos I've seen you build bikes I don't think I've ever seen a twin cam from you um
1: no. No, and the reason you don't because I don't know anything about them. I'm intimidated by them. <laughs> really? I just, no, I really just don't, I don't know anything about them, and I, I don't have time to to understand it. And I don't do it. I don't do anything that I don't understand. Jesus, you build a I, kidney I really,
0: side shovel head, and I've seen you build kidney. You know the slab side <laughs> shovels. But when you tell me that Dwin Cam's intimidate you, yeah, I, I, I'm surprised to hear that.
1: It's just yeah. It's just like I said. I am so I, I have I have zero knowledge about it. What even how it even you know to pull the cam cover off of it. How it even works. I don't understand it, so I don't do it. I I I did a I hardtail a guy's twin cam um, for him uh one time, and it turned out really good, and it and it ran really good. It was a nice nice piece of equipment, but. It's not a thing that I don't, I don't like the dimensions and, the, and it doesn't seem to flow really well for me, you know, with the motor. An Evo will. An Evo is a great motor. It's a, it's a great, it's a great motor. For the money, it's impossible to beat that motor. I just like the look of a shovelhead. I like the way they look. Um, something about the, the lines and the looks of it, I, I just like it, you know. I, I recently just did, I I just finished a, a little sportster. Uh, I, I enjoy doing them and they're really fun to do. They run really good and you can, again, you can get it to somebody that can have one of your bikes, but you know what I mean? He doesn't have to have a trust fund to buy it. You know what I mean? He can afford right. to buy it on a guy that's just got a normal job and still own a speed King motorcycle. But you know what I mean? It's within his budget. And I like doing those kind of projects. I like the ones that, you know, it, it's just a little quick thing I do in between waiting on paint or motor work or something. And, and then I, I give it to you know whoever whoever wants it at a reasonable price.
0: Do you feel like the level of appreciation from a customer is relative to the money that they spend?
1: It's, I, honestly, I, I've always it, found the less it,
0: money it, people spend, the more the more appreciative they are.
1: Yeah. I, well, I don't know. I can't really say that. Man, I've really i've done some i've done some really um, expensive builds for some. People that obviously, you know, did very, very well in life. Obviously, to have that kind of money to spend on, on, on a piece of, you know, or a motorcycle. Um, and some of them are just, you know, some of them are just really, really great people. They, you know, they, they grew up different than we did, you know, and maybe they've got a college education and they pushed it. And they, when I was in the garage, you know, they were on, in the books, you know what I mean? So right. you can't, you know, you can't discredit I, I never, that. You're right. Yeah, and, and, and some old men are just so thankful. I heard from one today from a, a gentleman that I, I built a bike for um, last summer, uh, and he had me, you know, wanted me to deliver the bike up to his house, and I, I went up there and um, um, drove, you know, drove 10 hours, 12 hours to get there, and, man, I roll into his house, and it's just like the most beautiful spread, that he, you know, and, and you never know what to think. You never know what's going to happen. You know what I mean? Right. When you, these people obviously have a great deal of money, how they're living. They come out, man, They're the nicest people in the world. Um, I, I heard from them at Christmas. I hear from them, you know what I mean, at holidays. And it's just, it's, it's I think it's just people, you know, there, there's good people and there's bad people. You know, we try to surround ourselves with good people. And a lot of a lot of really good people just have no money. You know what I mean?
2: They, they, make up,
1: they make up for it. You know, there's, I'm sure there's some, you know, there's some people that are wealthy that just aren't that friendly. And they've stepped on a lot of people to get the money they have, right. you know, which, which I don't, I don't much care for, you know, those kind of people, but there's some good people that, that just, they just worked hard and made it, you know? And uh, I, I think I, I do agree with you though. The guy that gets a, uh, you know, the guy that, that, that it's really, really had to plan it out. And it, it's really a burden on his financial situation to obtain the motorcycle. He's appreciative, you know, just far surpassing anything you can imagine. He's, You know, there's – in to meet those people and, and it's just – it's really rewarding, you know. I mean, it's, you know exactly what I'm talking yeah, and about. Yeah, and that was the kind of guy that
0: I that I really kind of meant. That, you know, when someone when you see somebody ride away on a ten thousand dollar bike or a twelve thousand dollar bike, as opposed to a thirty five thousand dollar bike, there isn't. You know, it's um, it's the economy to scale. I always used to explain to people when I was talking about things. It was you know, <clears throat> people like you and me. Um, we spend a higher percentage of our earnings than a guy that's in hollywood i mean really i mean if you think about it when you put it to scale a guy that makes a million dollars a year if he's spending half of that well i have to spend 99 percent of my money so really to scale i'm spending more money than they are and that's how i make myself feel better about anything that i do when i'm broke i'm like ah, hey, you know I'm, I'm put i'm contributing to the economy as much as i possibly can
1: Hell yeah! You're living like a rock star, dude. You're, you're, <laughs> we, yeah, we, no, we all have to, dude. It's like survival. You know, it, it's tough. You know, I've got—I don't know. Do you have children?
0: I've got—I've uh, got two daughters. I've got one that's um, seventeen, and she's a senior in high school. And then I've got one that's fourteen, that's in eighth grade.
1: I, I've got one that um, uh, she just—I mean, she she's out of college, just purchased a house. Um, a real hustler like I am, she really you know works hard, but. Yeah, she just, just got engaged over Christmas, dude, and dad to by a wedding, dude. Think about that a second.
0: You've My, got
1: two of them coming. You better yeah. start saving now.
0: My daughter Shelby just started working at the motorcycle shop about a month ago. She does it through co op, and she, uh, I have, to, I have to brag on her a little bit. She, um, She's she's got the gift of gab. She definitely inherited that. She's got her mom's good looks and uh, she had a, a lady come into the shop and this lady, you know, I mean, she's proud of her bike and she wanted to buy every she wants to buy every chrome piece in the catalog that fits her bike and she, uh, my daughter finally had an awakening. She's like, "I really like spending other people's money. This is kind of fun." <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it is fun. I wish I got to do it. That'd yeah. be nice. But...
0: I told her but I said, that, "You know, that, that, you keep it up. That, I said you got the look."
1: Yeah, yeah, should be good at it someday. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's survival for guys like us, men that work. You know, it's it's not all. You know, they they think i say you, you. know, we we make a great deal of money. You know what I mean? But really, for getting to do what we want to do, you know, we're, we're we're really getting compensated well. But the amount that you have to spend to survive to do it, you know, for the shop and the you know machinery and the, just everything, the insurance, the, you know, what I mean, they just nickel and dime you to death. You know? Yeah, I mean, you just you, you can't. You can't ever, you know, really just win at the game. You just have to survive. At the game is all you can do. And you, you got to
0: admit, you and I are both pretty much unemployable at this point.
1: You yeah, I mean? yeah, it's too too late to turn back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I am oh, I, I am a management that. risk at best.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that that part's over. You know, what I mean, I some days I think about it. You know, you ever you ever have those days where you think, man. You almost envy the cat that just got off work on Friday and got his paycheck, and he's going home for the weekend. I thought Remember about those that. those days, man? Well,
0: because you know, yeah, because I, you know, I'm right now. I'm actually, ironically enough, I'm actually teaching high school auto shop right now. I just opened Auto Academy. We built one this year, and I I designed it and helped him get it get it started down in the in the county where by where we live but and it totally happened by happenstance i don't have a college degree i'm a certified idiot if i if i'm certified in anything and i just fell into this thing and i'm teaching high school but i was thinking today when i'm driving home i'm like it's friday and i can remember for the past nine years i never looked forward to a friday i just it was every other no. day i was going to the bike shop i didn't want to go anywhere else i came home every night and to my wife and kids and, and did all the normal stuff you're supposed to do but damn it man I I yeah. miss only having to go to the bike shop. You know, that ride I in, know. that ride home, going back to the bike shop after dinner when you've got a project that's looming that you've got to get done for a deadline or something. I mean that that's exciting to me. I I even you know, I miss traveling. I haven't traveled in a yeah. in, in a few years.
1: Yeah, I I I I I got kinda of burned out on the travel. I, I still do a lot of it. I have to do a lot of it. I'm on the road a lot still. Um and I enjoy it. It kind of, it, it gives me a chance to clear my head, you know, a lot to get it. Cause if you're, if you're, if you are home, you're at the shop. If you're right. on the road, you know, you're forced to be away from it. And, and you, I come up with really, really good things when I'm traveling, you know, and I don't wow. like to, I like to drive if, if at all possible. I prefer just to drive and I prefer to go by myself. You know, I like to be alone. I really get a lot done. You know, I've come up with some great ideas and done a lot of really cool builds from just, you know, a trip home from, florida or you know from green bay or just wherever chicago you know wherever it really really helps me i like that part
0: of it yeah in 2007 i went out to jesse's and uh i you know i'm like i'm just i'm gonna go out there i went through the nlp i was part of that chopper dogs thing and i drove from um detroit down to st louis on uh the first day and i stayed at do do you know darren williams from liquid illusions
1: yeah, yeah,
0: I do. Yeah. <laughs> that guy is the craziest guy on the planet. He lived in he lived in St. Louis. I guess you can still live in St. Louis, and it, it was still really nice. But it was older homes, and you have them in Cincinnati too. You know where they didn't? They had an alley where the garage was in the in the back of the house, and the garage yeah. door came in the alley. <clears throat> well, he yep. still lived in a neighborhood like that, and I had my CFL and a buddy of mine that lived in. Um, in uh, Connecticut CFL in the back. And I've told this story on the podcast before, but I haven't told you so. Um, and it, they were in the back of my truck. And Darren, you know, if, if you know him, you know, he's kind of half surfer, dude. You know, and he's like, dude, bro, yeah. just come on in, man. Just sleep. You know, we'll just just chill out here. The bikes would be cool in in front of the house. I'm like, no, dude, there's like two choppers in the back of an F-150. It would take somebody that knows what they're doing about 30 seconds apiece to snatch one of those things. I'm not going to I'm not going to do it. He's like, no, dude, bro, bro. I'm telling you, bro. So I ended up I went to bed and then I got up like a half hour later because I couldn't sleep. And I ended up sleeping in the truck. <laughs> and I wake up at five in the morning and Darren's pounding on the door. Dude, bro, what are you doing out here? And I'm like, I I gotta I can't I can't sleep in your house. You don't understand. Like the bikes are out here. Like if the truck moves, I'll wake up. And so I stayed at his house one night. I went to Paul from bare knuckles the, that morning. And then I drove the rest of the way out to Jesse's and it was you run out of things to think about and you really start kind of clearing your head and man, I stopped at the most far away diners and the most remote gas stops it was the best thing i'd ever done at that point i mean it was pretty awesome
1: was you was you by yourself
0: totally all by myself yeah it's,
1: oh dude that's the only way to travel man for me people think i'm a freak for doing it but i just you know i mean it's it, it helps me man it helps me i like eating dinner by myself out of town i like you know what i mean when you're on the road like you said stopping in the cool little neat place to eat and just chill and relax and you know, it just—it really helps me, man. It helps me keep clean, and you know, makes me really, makes me really appreciate home too. You, know, right. you get home to your wife and kids, it's just like, ah, you know. What I mean, it, it really makes you thankful for what you've got.
0: So, dude, where can uh, where can people find you now on uh, on the internet and, and and stuff?
1: You can go to the www.speedkingusa.com. Or uh, www.fourspeedsuicide.com. Okay, Um, any of that goes to to my photography site and all. I've got a store on there. It's got you know I'm doing a new, a weld on hardtail for shovel heads. I've been just man just selling the heck out of. I saw that they're really doing really well.
2: Yeah, that looks Um, nice.
1: Yeah, really simple, dude. I've I've even got um, I've got the um, pictures back from guys. I mean, I just I just put them available. Two weeks ago and i've already gotten two pictures back from people that have bought them and got them installed
2: That's you know, awesome.
1: really easy really simple you know it's 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 a good product so if you get a chance to check it out if you need a you know a shovel head hardtailed man i'm taken all the all the you know if you can weld it off for you and your buddy you got a buddy that's a good welder you don't have to have a frame you know jig table you don't have to have a million dollar piece of equipment and make it happen you see you right. get my you know you get the same the same wheelbase the same stance as all my bikes have you know, that's for a cool.
0: small fee. <laughs> no, yeah, that's that's very cool. I mean, you know, you've always been the guy that, uh, you know, you've been one of the kings of the garage scene. I mean, you have definitely spawned um, a lot of people have built bikes, and, and you've sold a lot of bikes for other people too. Unfortunately, because you know, I can remember talking to the guy at Craft Tech in 2005, at uh, the guy at uh, Custom Works, and uh, you used to use Craft Tech frames, I do believe. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, yeah,
1: yeah, the guy that, um, what was the guy's name? Christian that owned, a, or his father-in-law owned Craft Tech.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. I talked to the salesman at Custom Works that wasn't your salesman. He's like, God damn, man, I wish I wish I had that account. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I was, I'm buying three, four, five hundred frames at a time. And it was jamming there, man. It was, I was, I was killing it, man. And I couldn't, I've got a problem, you and I, mean, I really enjoy working, and, and I figure if a guy, Um, you know, I, I would be 70 to 80 out on build sheets, have deposits for 70 or 80 motorcycles. And I've got the problem, you know, a lot of, you hear a lot of bad things in in this industry where a guy will get a deposit for the build and a year later still hasn't seen anything from the bike. The guy won't return the calls, you know, we've both heard those stories a lot, but I've got a problem. If if a cat, you know, he he, he busted his ass to get that money and he's going to give it to me for a bike, dude. I need to get in there and make it happen. You know, even if he's number 73 on the list, if I can get, you know, the first 10 out, then I'm, you know, I'm, now he's 60 on the list. You know what I'm saying? It's, I really have that problem where I really when I, I, I couldn't stop working, you know.
0: Right. Well, I can I tell, tell you, I can tell you from one industry professional to another, and we don't do the same thing at all. So I, I can honestly tell you, I appreciate um, how hard you've worked to to make other people in the bike industry look legitimate and i appreciate all that you've done you know you've definitely sold a lot of motorcycle parts in my store dude um in sure. fact the uh if you ever get a chance the new biker's choice the 2013 that is a bike that i built in 2005 for a guy named bill rowerdink and uh my, my business partner evan and i um when we were at jr together we built that bike in 05 and he you know he saw one of your bikes and, and wanted something similar and and uh I definitely I, I definitely appreciate uh you know, you you sit spending some time with me here tonight and, and uh where can Oh uh, absolutely
1: man. I, I appreciate I appreciate you giving me the call and thinking of me, man. I, I was I was glad you called me the other day.
0: Well cool. Yeah, you've been on the short list since I since I wanted to start this. Um what events are you going to this year? Are you gonna be in Daytona? Yeah,
1: yeah, I'll be in Daytona. Um I've got uh I'm gonna try to do I'm gonna try to do service. i, I I missed out on Sturgis last year, and I can't remember what else I had going. I had something else going during Sturgis. I missed it, but I'll do I'll do Daytona for sure in March. Um, I got to go down there. I'll, I'll go early. I think this year I'm going to spend a couple of days with Willie before you know before day or before Bike Creek starts. I was mm-hmm. actually just I was just at Willie's and spent the night with him. Few weeks ago I was down had to run through to his town test but tonight but I want to do those two for sure I always do the smoke out that's always a great time right try to get a group group of us to ride down uh, this year last year I was in so much pain during the smoke out with the whole neck fracture and all that I don't really remember much being there and it wasn't from you know medication it was just I was just in a, a great deal of pain I spoke to people that that see me there that could pretty much just tell I was kind of out of it I was in so much pain but this year is going to be a good year. I hope to, to ride back down there. Um, I'm going to hit everything I can within, you know, within reason. You know, I've got, I've got a lot of, lot of work to do, and if if I can, if I can stay here at home and make money, you know, and do work. I will, you know.
0: Right on. Well, listen, man. It's been a little over an hour. Believe it or not, it goes fast. And uh, if you, uh, I'm definitely going to come over and see you in Daytona and uh and see in person there and if you ever get to tampa or lakeland roll through here um you know i got a i got an extra couch and a swimming pool and a a bike shop with a lathe if you need to make something so
1: absolutely man you never know yeah that's why i I like seeking out shops when i'm out of town you used to go hang out in somebody else's shop instead of hanging out in mine
0: there you go buddy
1: yeah yeah well dude i appreciate it man i uh, i hope you guys all have a great weekend I'm, i'm really honored to that you had me on the
0: show, man. Oh, well, the honor's all mine, and uh, you have a great 2013. And, guys, go check them out at www.speedkingusa.com. And, uh, Jeff, thank you very much, buddy. Have a good night. Thank you. You too,
1: man. We'll see you soon. You have been
2: listening to the Hell on Wheels podcast with your host, Jason Coleman. Thank you for listening. Remember to rate us on iTunes.